Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 352. We're talking stories of launching and marketing a virtual kitchen with Chef Ready. This is part one of three. As always, tell your best story, episode number 11 in that series. All right, this is a this is a really unique opportunity. You know, this is 352. We're we've done 400 shows in the whole the whole uh, series of best served throughout the last year and a half, uh, and we've met so many people, so many organizations, so many businesses. I've been so lucky to be able to interact with so many of you throughout the industry. You haven't really seen what we do behind the scenes a lot. And we are supporting a lot of businesses and organizations with professional services, with supporting them in operations and finance and and product development, business development, all of the things that it takes to run these businesses. And Chef Ready for now just over a year, we've been working with to bring this concept to life. Chef Ready is a virtual food hall is basically we call that there's really five types of kind of virtual kitchen ghost kitchens and uh, we'll link up we have a really good clubhouse episode that talks about the the different models of those and i think it's important as this is an emerging model that you kind of understand that so definitely go and check that out with virtual food hall basically there's a space in denver colorado that houses 10 kitchens 250 300 square feet that individual operators can can lease for one, three years, something in that range. So short-term lease, not a, not a 10-year lease, maybe like a, a traditional brick and mortar and bring their concept to life, test new concepts, run multiple concepts at the same time in an exclusively carry out and delivery model. So there is a, a walk-up space that, that somebody could come pick up their order. The majority of that is going out via third-party delivery apps, via DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, or a last mile solution that means you're coming to the website of the uh, of the restaurant themselves and uh, there's multiple services to be able to fulfill that delivery model bringing food into people's homes this is this is revolutionary for us in the industry because it's shifting the relationship and i think it's important opportunity and there also comes with inherent struggles as we figure out how to navigate kind of that new landscape but going beyond just pizza and Chinese food as those typical delivery foods over the last couple decades, being able to get, and you'll meet the tenants, the food that you'll be able to get into your home. It's a, it's an important dynamic and we've overlooked to go and carry out food and not even looked at delivery at all in the restaurant scene over the last 25 years. And I think this is a big shift. Some people love it. Some people struggle with it. So we're going to get into that kind of stuff throughout this series as well. Uh, Workplaces worth working. You know how important that is. Tell your best story. You know how important those. Is. These are these are bedrock to what we believe in at Best Served, and we really wanted to help them develop these models of being able to have strong wages, benefits, culture, education, how we invest in those things. And so, really proud of the work that uh, Neely Pointer 
Stephen Mollick, brother and sister team have done in kind of being visionary around creating something different, something new. And so excited to introduce you in this episode to uh, some of the team that is actually part of the Chef Ready team. And the way that they work alongside the tenants that uh, operate these kitchens is that they handle a lot of the front end technology. They can be answering the phones. They're running back to the kitchens to bring that food to the front. They're having the relationships with the drivers to make sure the drivers get the right food, the food gets out in a timely manner and being able to interact in that way, very different, very meaningful, and it takes a lot of collaboration. So I think that's important. And uh, I'm excited to introduce you to, to this concept. We don't get to do this very often. So this is a, a three-part series. You're gonna meet some of the team today. You're going to then have the opportunity to meet some of the tenants over the next couple of days and hear their stories, what they're all about, the upstart, food entrepreneur mentality, what that takes. Again, the, the joys and the pains of all of that. Uh, all right, I want to start and uh, bring in Brenda Ontiveros uh, from the team here, who is the Assistant General Manager. Brenda, good to see you. Good to see you. All right, so I want to I want to first just, just kind of generally get a sense from you of, uh, you know, how long you've been uh, with Chef Ready. You've been there since pre-opening obviously, and been working behind the scenes to get this thing ready. So just like a high level, the sense that you had, and then I very specifically am interested in talking about this virtual model versus the dine-in model that you have a lot of experience in. Also the technology, the, again, the joys and the pains of that, it can help us a lot. And sometimes we want to pull our hair out. So I want to talk about those things. But let's start for you. What's been kind of the experience of, of working with Chef Ready thus far? Um, it's new. All of it has been new. Um, it's been pretty eye-opening, honestly, um, in the sense of how new it is to a lot of people. Um, yes. I want to say it's, pre it's pretty new around, you know, the States, honestly. Um, when I first started, I didn't know exactly what it was. Um, yeah. I kind of applied and I figured it was going to be, you know, another kitchen that just needed to go orders delivered and that was it. Um, but it's not, at least not here. It's it's very different. It's a whole different culture. It's, it's more tight in a family sense um, where we, we, we see, we see everybody here every day and we, we see their struggles and we help them as much as we can. Um, one of our models is, uh, you know, if we want to help you succeed, if we succeed, we all succeed. Um, and so it's been, it's been, it's been a ride. It's been, it's been a ride. I get, I can, I can tell just it's, it's hard to put words to it a little bit because we've come up in this industry where it's butts and seats. We know the interaction. We know the expectation, even if you're doing fast food, fast, casual, uh, casual dining, you're doing fine dining there's still an understanding of the of the interaction, the relationship, the transaction that's going to happen. This is very new and it takes a lot of explaining. And even when you're on the inside, you're like, I still don't know quite how to tell people about this. And so mm -hmm. I, I understand that completely. And then and I appreciate uh, I appreciate the fact that there's a lot of vulnerability in that. Yet anybody who does something new to your point, like there's a lot of stuff to figure out. And I've been really impressed with your team because the core team that we're going to meet today has been together for months and months and months and months getting this all ready to go because it is always harder 
takes longer and costs more money to be able to bring something new to life. And so I really appreciate seeing all of you work. And you especially are very organized, very detailed. Sam, who we're going to hear from the GM later, uh, sings your praises of like you keep everything aligned and, and on track, which is really challenging when we don't know what we're doing in this new model, right? So we yeah. take the skills and experience that we have, we pl apply them in the ways that we see, and then we're flexible because we're having to develop systems that have not been developed before. So I want to really, really highlight that. Uh, I want to talk about some of the differences, right? So you have, you don't have a dining room. There is nowhere for somebody to sit. There's not benches out front, anything. Somebody's walking in the door on their way home from work. They're picking up two bags of food from one of the tenants. They're walking out the door, back in their car, and they're going home. Or it's a driver who's working a shift. They're going to be delivering food via Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats for the next six hours. And they're popping in every time there's an order and delivering those to, to people's homes. So there's a very short relationship span. So I'm interested the virtual versus dining, what are the most glaring differences for you on, on your side? Um, yeah, it's very, very different. Um, we do have that quick interaction where it's probably less than three minutes where first impressions is everything. Um, yes. We try to make everybody welcome no matter who it is, whether it's a person, it's a customer picking up their own food, or if it's a driver that's been driving for hours and is picking up more food, whatever it is, we really try to interact with them the best that we can in those last three minutes um, that we see them. Um, we actually have, you know, we have snacks and coffee and water just so that they can take that small little break of, nice. you know what, let me relax for a second or I'm in a hurry, I need, I'm hungry, let's just, let. I need something to keep me going. Like we want them to know that they can come here and do that and have that. Um, so the interaction is very quick, which- yeah. But still hospitality, right? Oh, for sure, it's for sure. It's a relationship, no matter mm -hmm. how quick it is. And, and uh, you have now understood, sometimes we take for granted, I have somebody in my dining room for 45 minutes, you got a lot of time to, to romance them and figure yeah. out how to like have the best experience three minutes you better have it together and be able to like really have an impact in a short term and be efficient with their time because they need to get out the door quickly so i appreciate yeah. that i want to touch on just for a moment uh, before we bring in uh, uh xavier to speak to us next who i really want to talk to about relationship with drivers a little bit more uh the technology so much technology right there's there's an order order aggregator cubo where you have all these different uh, entities that that orders are coming through, then it gets onto one tablet for, for the, uh, for the tenants themselves. You're seeing those orders. There's a KDS, a kitchen display system. They're bumping the orders from the kitchen to you to know, to send a, a, a food runner back to grab the food. There's a lot of technology going on there, right? Square is involved somehow. I can't even remember how, like a lot of different integrations and workarounds and technology and it's exhausting. So touch on on that for a moment the technology how has it helped you do your job what are you struggling with a little bit so technology oh, it's here we go been a doozy um i we're learning as we go um but i kind of took it upon myself to really get to know the process and the flow of the technology because 
once I figured out exactly what a virtual kitchen was, I noticed that it literally is all technology. Without right. the technology, there's no orders coming in. There's no orders going out. There is nothing happening. People can make food and without it, there will be nothing. Yeah. Um, so there has been a roller coaster of emotions with technology. Mm -hmm. um, we have figured out, you know, that there is more integrations that we thought were going to be needed. Uh, more devices than we thought were going to be needed mm -hmm. um, in order for things to flow just the way we wanted them to flow and as easy as simple as possible. Um, but we got it going. Um, it took us it about, you know, a couple of months, <laughs> um, yeah. but we got it just in time before everybody started opening up, opening up their kitchens. Um, we were able to test everything out and now we're kind of seeing the kinks of the technology and we're able to see um the luxury kind of uh, features that we have too sure. um, now that we have it up and running and we see things coming in um but yeah, i think i'm going to touch on technology with everybody because here's something that i really want out of this the tech companies really need to understand the human experience of this because sometimes they're creating these perfect solutions in a vacuum in a bubble and don't realize that humans need to be able to deploy this and the struggles and the challenges and, and all of that is so important so brenda appreciate you highlighting this thank you so much for the work that that you've done you've uh, especially on the best serve side so often made our jobs easy because you sam laurel Avery, the whole team have have really been able to take some of the high level things and the infrastructure that we've put in place and run with it and, and made it better than we could have even imagined. So great work there, Brenda, appreciate you. We're going to let you go. Right. Thank you. Cheers. All right. I want to bring in uh, Xavier Dorsey next uh, expediter and expo at uh, chef ready. Xavier, good to see you in the good kitchen. Uh, and also uh, you're going to, we're going to meet, uh, Andre Dorsey, Dorsey Catering. So the, the your family is integrated in all of Chef Ready. You all have your own concept there at Chef Ready. And then you're also working on the Chef Ready team, which is a separate team. They work in conjunction, but that is a separate team to kind of create some clarity for everybody. So I'm very interested to hear about driver relations side. You being the expo, you are that linchpin. You are at the front door. You are manning the technology. You are making sure that yourself or other food runners are sending Brenda or Sam back to make sure that food is run in a timely manner. You mm -hmm. also are the one that's kind of, a lot of times those three minutes that Brenda mentioned of creating that driver relations. The reason that I'm asking this, Xavier, is because there's a lot of animosity between third-party delivery drivers and restaurants because we haven't taken the time to understand the relationship and the hospitality. Front of house and restaurants, a lot of times like, well, they're stealing our tips. They People come in the door with their red bag. They don't know where to stand. There's awkwardness, all of these things. So I wanted to touch on for you, what's it been like uh, building relationships with, with drivers as they kind of walk in your front door? Well, it's been... <laughs> kind of awkward for me. Me, myself, I'm a little shy. So in those three minutes when the driver's waiting for their food, it's small talk. Hi, how are you? How's it going? How long have yeah. you been a driver? Stuff like that. And it's these simple questions that I'm starting to learn how to pick up when the drivers like start to open up and just explain to me how their process has been as a driver, how long they've been driving, 
they've given me some tips on what the tech world looks like on their side. Mm. So it's been it's been kind of fun. It's been pretty fun. Something learning how to be an expediter, talking to these customers, drivers. It's it's new to me. So um, yeah, I appreciate that. I think that yeah. I mean to the point. Three minutes is new to everybody to be able mm -hmm. to try and create a little relationship in that short term, still be efficient with the time and the expectation. I love the little touches that you're all doing with the coffees and the waters, like make them feel like you care about them. I think mm -hmm. that's the first part. We definitely care about them, learning their names, those those little things that we do for guests in the dining room in restaurants traditionally. We should be doing that for anybody who is a part of of the team to help get that great food, that great experience to the guests. So I really appreciate that for sure. Uh, the technology. I think we're going to talk about this a lot because it is so brand new. It is such a struggle sometimes. Yet, to Brenda's point, this this concept it wouldn't exist. There would be no orders. There's no running out to the table to double check what the person actually ordered. Mm -hmm. There is no table. So you're up there at the front door. You have you know technology all around you. Talk about that. I know it's been a learning curve for everybody. For you especially, being one who's like really responsible for being right there in front of that tech as as the shift is going on what's that been like for you it's been a process <laughs> that's <laughs> a nice way to put it the ideally it should work in a perfect world it works but every day i have to check it for every single restaurant i have to make sure that everything is connected to the proper thing i have to make sure that they're getting in their orders from third party apps or that their orders are coming in from their website I have to make sure that the printer connections are working so that way the chef gets the ticket, that way it pops up on the TV so they can see the order. It's it's something else. Yeah, you had no idea you're gonna half your job was gonna be tech support. Right? At all. I mean when I was in training, I was told I was gonna have to handle tech, but had no idea it was gonna be like this. And I mean it's not like it's hard now that I, we've been doing it for a few months, it's easy. It's quick for me. It's not, it doesn't take me long to check the tech to make sure it's up and running. It's just like second nature at this point. Yeah. I'm not saying I like checking the tech. Ideally it should work, but I can do it. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is it's just a lot of like redundancy. You need to check mm -hmm. and double check and triple check and like one, one little chink in the whole process and it just doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. And integrations, Brenda mentioned it. I mentioned it. I had no idea what that word meant. And it's like the, you, every conversation you have when you're talking about technology, there's some type of integration this or API that. And it's like learning a new language a little bit. So I appreciate the the hustle and the struggle to be able to see that through, which is important. I, I, I want to take a moment again. Uh, your, your family has a concept there. Uh, you also kind of being the second generation of that family and what that dynamic's like. I also remember early on seeing you all doing a couple like just fun little videos kind of introducing the concept and stuff. What's it been like kind of being the connective tissue, uh, being on social media a little bit for your family business, but also chef ready. What's that been like uh, uh, for you personally? Well, it's kind of like I'm in two different worlds right now. One world being right. handling the tech with my father our company, making sure Dorsey's catering is up and running smoothly, making sure we're marketing. I've been making flyers for my father. Uh, I've been helping him with TikToks, Instagram. I was thinking that you were helping with the TikTok. I've yeah, been seeing I it. 
Yeah, my dad has it pretty well down to doing it himself. I mean, he understands it. So that's good for me. I don't have to help him with everything. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You just had to get get pops all caught up on the tech and say, look, mm -hmm. this is how it is. They're going to be a big part of ordering food. So you better figure out what kids these days are doing. And uh, and TikTok is a huge opportunity and communication tool. So I appreciate that. You keep pushing them. Keep making sure that, that we're producing sure. content, that we're storytelling. 80% of your business as an operator is marketing. 20% is just the food, right? So I think it's a, a really important thing. So Xavier, really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for being connective tissue. I've definitely felt that in talking to Andre, talking to Sam and the team that like your ability to see kind of all sides of the equation and, and bring unique perspective and, and have that youthful eye as well. They need you, my friend. So I appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank you. All right, cheers. You have a great rest of your day. You too. All right, we are going to bring in uh, Laurel Moore, who's a supervisor there, another one of the core team at uh, Chef Ray. Laurel, good to see you. Good morning. Nice to see you, too. Does your shirt say be kind? Does yes. Say be kind? Yes. It does. How great, because I want to spend some time talking about what we call workplaces worth working, really spending time on those wages, benefits, culture, education, uh, something that's been missing and lacking and, and not a focal point of the restaurant because we focus too much on the food too much on the drink sometimes and forget about the humans that actually need to be a part of this it's been something that's been very very fundamental for uh, chef ready and a challenge you know it's it's not the prototypical way that a restaurant is built and our team especially andrew parr have, have been have been steadfast in trying to develop this and yourself brenda sam especially have like really stayed committed to this so want to just hear from you the the work culture what's it what's it been like uh, being part of this team well first of all uh like brenda said it really is a family here let me move this so i don't have so much glare it's we're definitely a family we um have been working and training uh for several months before the uh, individual restaurants are opening up mm -hmm. so we feel very close we get along very well we've had a lot of um uh, interactive exercises building up to this to build our relationships. And I think Sam chose a really good team. I, I don't know what his list was that he was checking off, but we certainly are all happy and kind individuals and happy to be a part of Chef Ready. And uh, yes, the, the total group is, is so diverse. I mean, as you can see, I'm a senior citizen. Uh, I mean, Sam is from an island. You, you, you bring wisdom. I do. I bring wisdom, bring wisdom. and um, a, a certain sense of calm, perhaps, although I'm a little high strung. But, you know, we have every, every um, identity, culture, uh, gender, and uh, I believe that that was a model for chef ready and they they trained us highly in um you know diversity and we had films and many exercises plus our kitchens are so diverse we work really well together we're a great team there's a great vibe there um and um yeah i'm just very excited now that the kitchens are opening it's just it's just amazing to see it just blossom Laurel, you're giving me all the feels. I, I cannot tell you how much it means to me, to everyone at Best Serve, to anybody who's watching this, to hear that kind of thing, because we haven't spent enough time cultivating the humans. We've said, your body, your hands, get in there and let yourself get 
beat up until the shift is over. Like you're only as good as your next plate. Smile as part of your uniform. Leave your shit at the door. All of these tropes that we perpetuate that just don't work to serve the hospitality of the people that matter first, which is not actually the guests. It is actually the humans, the people that are part of the team. That's the value. And so I love, love hearing that, especially when we we consult on projects. We're trying to put so much good into that ecosystem. We're trying to bring so much thought and creativity. And we don't always know because Sam, yourself, Brenda, Xavier, you have to pick it up and run with it. And Sam, who we're going to talk to next, has been such a great leader of like really yes. seeing this through. He absolutely so I really, has. really appreciate hearing from you that it's actually happening. I'm excited about that. And you mentioned the diversity and, uh, and another investment that, that Neely and Steven, the Chef Ready team made that a lot of others don't is there was actually diversity, equity, and inclusion training yes. built into what we were doing. And uh, we brought in Mo Abdullah from Culture mm -hmm. Energize, did a, I believe like a three hour interactive process Myself, Andrew even sat in on some of that. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot just about our biases and, and the way that we communicate and, and the language that we use. And so I, I'm interested, have you been able to continue to, to deploy that? Was that valuable? Do you believe that that was a good investment into the team? Yes, that was an amazing investment. I think that um, a lot of the younger people, they grow up in a diverse society, but uh, speaking for just myself, the older generation, I really have to relearn everything and I'm, I'm happy, so happy to do it. Uh -huh. But we do use those buzzwords from the three hour video. And um, I mean, we're kind of uh, joking, but not really joking, but just uh, we use buzzwords to tease each other like, oh, that was, you know, that was a, a something. And but um, yeah, we definitely call on that every day. We have it written on our walls. Uh, we have posters okay. on our walls about the diversity that we have there. And oh, good. We need some pictures of that. We, we, I like I like hearing stuff like that yes. for, for you and the team as as you're now interacting with with the tenants right because yes. of this project i mean literally they thought they were going to be open a year ago and so many challenges and struggles that it takes to open a new concept especially one that there's not really an understanding of the model and so regulations and permitting and inspections all of those type of things uh so now concepts are opening Right. Yes. And there's a couple open and then now there's a big wave. I think there'll be seven or eight that'll be fully open here coming yes. very, very shortly, like as these episodes are coming out. Uh, what's it like now to get to actually get into the swing of things? You're not just training. You're not just team building. You're not just developing your systems, but you're getting to see food go out the door. What does that feel like? That is a hard shift, hard meaning solid, and it's exciting. We have dreamt about this for weeks and weeks and uh now that the food is coming out and the food is just amazing i mean it is not second rate it is it is it's not fast food it's absolutely delicious and and you know first rate uh but to just see the uh activity in the hallway the chefs interacting with mm -hmm. each other sharing tips and uh the drivers coming in and being excited it's it's just thrilling. It, there, it, it really is. It's just such a change from when it was quiet and being built. And now all this activity, it's just wonderful. Oh, I like it. The, the, the bustle of everything, everything. Bustle, kind of, absolutely. 
working together, everything working, everything not working and figuring it out, all, all of those pieces that take. So Laurel, really appreciate the work that you've done to this point. Uh, the very much that you have this like mama bear sense about you. I, I love that you're playful and even, you know, poking fun at yourself and being willing to relearn things. I think that is important. We all need a little bit more of that. We get so stuck, so rigid, especially in thinking that our hospitality industry is supposed to be one way. And now we're looking at it completely differently. So yes. thank you for that, Laurel. I appreciate the, the work that you're doing. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much, Jensen. Have a good all right, day. Take care. All right, everyone. Last not least by even a little bit, Sam Alijio, general manager of Chef Ready. Sam, incredible to see you. So, so great to get to meet your team that you've been able to develop, that you've been able to kind of, all this core team has been here for months and months. We know how hard it is for this labor shortage and big air quotes happening right yeah. now. A lot of it is because we see we're not investing in our most valuable asset, our people, yet you, Chef Freddy, the work that we've been doing with Best Serve, that was the, the only thing that mattered was investing in people. What's it yeah. been like to be able to develop this team, to be able to grow them, to be able to keep them all together as this thing was getting opened? Well, the biggest reward is actually, you know, the, the team itself. I mean, of course, we went through the process and, you know, I choose people according to personality, not by experience, for sure, yes. you know. And then I'll, the one thing that I also keep in mind is that I make sure when I hire this person, he's compatible with the next person I plan to hire. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the great thing about it right now is it's, you know, it's only been about five months, but zero turnovers. Come on. <laughs> I mean, hold up. Let's pause on that for one moment. I want to pause on that for a moment because just, just a couple of days ago, I was uh, hosting a clubhouse chat with the James Beard Foundation, talked yeah. about unpacking the labor shortage. And there were yeah. so many stats and I was throwing out stats of 72% turnover rates traditionally, 78 yeah. in the last few years, over 130% currently yeah. through COVID, like average tenure of a restaurant employee is 56 days. Like these numbers are dire. And the turnover rate costs is costing restaurants hundreds of thousands of dollars just in turnover costs. Yes. let alone productivity and efficiency and all that zero turn sam i i hope for a moment you pat yourself on the back a little bit andrew parr especially uh driving bringing you in as the general manager feeling really smart right now that that we found absolutely <laughs> the right leader for this zero turnover i just like a moment of silence people for the fact that it is possible and it yeah. takes investing in people. It takes developing those workplaces worth working initiatives that were so important to us. It's the DEI training. It's the team building. So it is possible, people. You need to oh, invest yeah. in that. Oh, Absolutely. Man. Tell, tell me, now that uh, now that you're getting open, we talked about there's the hustle, the bustle, yeah. the technology is a struggle, and yet it's 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 the connective tissue you had it has to happen yet there's so much to learn and there's a new api and there's a new integration there's a new yes. workaround all the time what's it been like now that you're open what uh, what are some of the things you see as an operator that you can give us a little insight uh, somebody who might be opening their own concept or one of the tech companies listening in how do we make our product better what, what do we need to be thinking about uh the biggest thing that you should be thinking about is actually you know planning ahead that's a Big, big factor, yes. right? And then when you're planning ahead, try and stay ahead, you know, because just like with anything else, right? If you don't plan, there's gonna be a lot of delays. Mm -hmm. You don't get the right people in place, there's gonna be a lot of delays. And I mean, we experienced that in the past few months, uh, you know, me, the past few months, 
for uh, the owners themselves a year. Holy cow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, but, um, you know, once you get all those in place, you have a plan, stick to that plan, right? If you don't, if that plan's not coming through, go to the next plan until you go, can come back to that plan and, you know, work it out, you know, but you got to keep moving forward regardless, mm-hmm. regardless. Yep. I, I hear you there, Sam. Uh, talk about two different things that I think are interesting to play into to what I'm hearing from you. Uh, I talk about plan makers. There's two types. There's gunslingers and bean counters. Gunslingers are like, I've done this before. I'm going to get in there. I'm just going to figure shit out and shoot everything <laughs> until, until it, it submits to my will. And they don't have a plan. They just go in guns blazing. There's the bean counters who make a plan and never change because they can yep. only see a singular path. And I talk about, you got to be like the, the coach. You got to script your game plan. You got to yep. sound game plan, know your strengths, know your weaknesses. And then you do the halftime adjustments. And I think that's what you're talking about that I think yeah. is really important to understand is like, you have to have a really solid plan. You got to stay ahead and then you need to adjust and, and not get so stuck on that single path. I think is important. Yeah. And part of that plays into, it is a strength and a weakness. We're so reactionary. We're so counter punchers. We're so focused on the next plate, the next guest, the next turn, the next step of service. It keeps us in the moment, which I think is valuable and a strength. Yet it means we're never thinking ahead. We're only thinking the next 15 minutes. What are we thinking about for the next week, the next month, the next year? And strategists is some of what you're talking about there. So I appreciate hearing that. Let's talk about tenants now. Now now there are operators in there bringing their concepts (laughs) to life, right? And in this virtual food hall model, we see these the, the cloud kitchen models as well. There's a lot of juggernauts in that space. And there's very much been this churn and burn mentality. Get a six month lease and they barely last three months because there's just yeah. not that support and infrastructure. Yeah. There's so much support, right? They get time with the best served team and they get clear on process. Shepherd yep. is invested in that. They get time and training with your team. They get the support of being able to have that hospitality end to end. What's it been like being able to interact with these tenants? Uh, for one thing, we chose our tenants pretty darn good because, I mean, they're, they're a wonderful, wonderful team. Uh, the biggest thing that I saw or, see, or is seeing is the support they have for one another. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Tom and Kevin that's been there for a while, right? And Tom right, is from, a, uh, Old School Heroes and McKinners, yes. Yeah, Old School Heroes and McKinners. Tom, who owns Old School Heroes, he's such a delight because anything that he's learned, right? He goes to the new tenants, oh, we need to think about this. Hey, how about this? So you see him helping out other tenants, which is fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, too, um, the, especially the, the younger ones, right? They go to him as the papa bear. And then like, hey, what do you suggest about this? You know, so they get ideas from mm-hmm. Tom, who's this is Tom's first business, but uh, on his own, but he's actually. You know, he's actually been in, uh, that's his first own concept, but he's been in the business for, you know, 20 plus years. Yeah. He's been running big operations. Yeah. He's he's kind of seen. And what's interesting too, what's interesting too, that you have Kevin on the other realm, right? Who's had a brick and mortar, right? And just like what you said, he's focused on just one thing, right? So you saw the two different successes right now. And I'll be honest, I mean, he's struggling, but at the same time too, right? He needs to open up that book and say, hey, you know, I got to try some new stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one of the biggest things about new tenants is that because it's their first business, 
they're willing to open up their Instagrams, their Facebooks, their, you know, all their social platforms and just get feedback without thinking like, I need all the feedback I can to see where's the most successful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they share that with each other, right? Which is awesome. Yeah, I love, love hearing that. I've even seen them posting about each other on social media, things like oh, that. Yeah. I really appreciate that collaborative spirit. This yeah. is such a new venture as, as mm-hmm. Brenda kind of highlighted at the beginning, yet it's kind of all a rising tide lifts all ships kind of mentality is like, all of us need to figure out those little tricks, those little tips, those little cha- challenges and struggles we've gone through. How can we learn from that and support and help each other? Because that's just going to go around and, and continue to elevate and level up everybody's game. Tom, as you mentioned, even spent months and months as a driver, wanting to kind of learn and yes. understand what it took to be a driver. And he's bringing yep. that perspective. So you just see people being very innovative and thoughtful in their approach. The Dorsey family, having somebody on the Chef Ready team and then their own concept, yep. they're thinking about seeing all sides of the equation. So Sam, really, really uh, grateful to have been able to be a part of this journey with you and to oh, be yeah, able absolutely. to highlight you and your team and people, zero turnover. Yep. For a, for a new opening, new openings have over 100% turnover rate traditionally in restaurants anyway, zero as you're opening, and you're opening a brand new type of concept, so it just speaks volumes to what you all have been able to develop, and and so I appreciate it. I, I can't wait to see what you all do next. Uh, keep up the leadership. Everybody, make sure that uh, you go and support the Chef Ready team, the, the tenants that are there. Say hi to Xavier Laurel. Brenda, Sam, in that three minutes that you have at that front yep. door, they will show you true hospitality, even if they only have three minutes of your time, because it's in them and, and they believe in it. So uh, thank you so much for what you're doing, Sam. Yeah, you as well. All right. We'll let you go. Appreciate you. Uh, cheers. Have a great rest of your day. Peace. All right, everyone. That is it for this episode. And uh, so happy, again, that we're able to introduce you to some of the people, some of the organizations, businesses that we get to work with behind the scenes, trying to amplify the worth and work of those to feed their community. And that's who you get to meet through this. So once again, this was Best Served Podcast 352, stories of launching and marketing a virtual kitchen with Chef Ready, part one of three of this series. So check out the full three-part series. There'll be links so that you can track uh, the full story there and kind of get the in-depth. And if you're in the Denver metro area, make sure and support these small food entrepreneurs. It really matters. That's it. Appreciate you all. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.